All right. Hey, everybody, one more time. Will you put your hands together? Come on, help me welcome the Kellys on the platform. Many of you know Jeremy and Brittany Kelly. Uh, they're a part, I think, of everything that happens in our church. They have some sort of hand in what's happening around here at church. As a matter of fact, during Kids Fest, Jeremy, you were the zebra. Is that right? Oh, 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 yes, yes. I was Zebra. Right. Uh, what, what was zebra. the name? Uh, Ziggy. Ziggy the, the, the Zebra. best zebra known to man. Uh, and, and Brittany was here doing worship. So if you were hanging out at Kids Fest or any capacity, you see these two around here. And I'm excited today because as we um, just share a little bit, they're going to share some of their story with you today, some of their experience and their journey with Jesus. See, I think what happens sometimes, especially in the church world, is we come in and we see each other and we're really good at being polished on Sunday. Like we're really good at coming in here. And some of you, uh, I mean, you bear, you almost lost your relationship with Jesus on the way to church. You know, it's like it was just that morning, just getting in the building. But then when we get to the building, we know how to say, well, good morning, bless God, so good to see you in here today. And so we kind of get this idea that we're all perfect, we've all got it put together, and that everything is just the way you would dream for it to be. But in reality, there's a journey. Every one of us in this room, we are doing our best to be better and closer to Jesus each and every day. And none of us have arrived. So I just want you to know, even if you think you have, you are not there yet. You are not where you need to be. You have not arrived. And so today, I'm excited for, uh, for the Kelly family to share some of their story with you. Because here's my hope for us today. My hope is that through their story, number one, we're reminded of our responsibility of what we're called to do and the light that we're called to bring into the world and people who are around us. Families just like this that have yet to experience the light change that they've experienced. Secondly, I want us to be aware today that just what God has done for them, so can God do for us. That God is still working on us and he's moving in our lives, and he is impacting our lives. So you may see them on Sundays. Brittany's a part of our worship. She leads worship with us around here, and you may be thinking, well, you know, if I could just get it all together like Brittany has it all together. And she's close, okay? She's close. Uh, but then you may go, you know, Jeremy, he leads a part of our C teams around here, and he helps lead our teams and make Sundays are flowing and moving just right. And you may think, uh, well, he's got a little ways to go. But you know what I'm saying? If I could still... Get to where he is. But here's something I want to share with you. You've got a, a blank outline in your uh, worship guide, a note sheet. And I want you to write down this verse of Scripture. Because here's my heart for today. The Bible says, one of my favorite verses, and uh, this is true for these guys today. 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. So for every one of us in here, that we understand our responsibility is to always be ready to share why it is that we have the hope that we have in Jesus. And maybe you want to write that on your outline for your own personal time this week to ask yourself, well, what is my reason? Can I give my elevator pitch? If somebody asked me today, what's the reason that I put my faith in Jesus, what would I say? Would I go, uh, well, uh, I'd like to go to church. No, that's not the answer. Oh, well, I've, just, I've always done this. No, that's not the answer. What's the real story of life change? And so I challenge all of us to either... Be aware of it. We have Some of us need to remember it. Or maybe some of us today, we just need to experience it. So always be ready. Brittany, you are the extrovert. You are ready for this today. Like this is your lane, right? You are the, this is, this is all you. Brittany's an introvert. And so up here today, this is a big sacrifice for her. Now, Jeremy, uh, you know, Jeremy, you, you guys know. All right, so Jeremy, he's all about it today. 
But I want to just open up just a little bit. You guys kind of tell us a little bit about yourselves. Tell us a little bit about uh, just your journey. I mean, because this has not always been your flow. I mean, you guys have been a part of Cultivate, really living, I mean, really dedicated to Jesus for about four years, something like that. Yeah, uh, 2017, we we came in during rerun series. Yeah. So, you know, Little Debbie's and Coke was kind of my jam, so I felt inclined to be here. Um, now, I, I have a friend, a mutual friend, Sandy. Uh, I graduated with Will, her husband, from school, and she was always posting about Cultivate and reruns and how fun it was, and we just moved from Chattanooga, uh, and we're getting ready to have a little Jack-Jack, so if y'all know Jack-Jack, our little one, uh, we, we decided, hey, it's, it's probably time for us to let's find us a church, or let's get the boys in church. I, I wasn't really about it. I was like, well, as long as the boys know, I, I know who Jesus is, but I want our kids to know who Jesus is. We'll go to church. And, well, here we are four years later. We went to one church, and voila, we're still here. And, and I love that. You notice what he said? He said, we, we, went to, we went to reruns, and there was Cokes, and there was Little Debbie Cakes. Uh, I can't tell you the number of people that I talk to that, I, that go, oh, reruns was our first series. That's when we showed up. That's when we decided to stay. I'm telling you, Jesus and Little Debbie's, that's the trick. Little Debbie's is the way to get people to Jesus. And as a matter of fact, we start that series next Sunday. So we're about to celebrate four years with you guys. We celebrate next week uh, as we start reruns. And reruns, if you don't know, is a series where uh, we watch TV in church, we drink Cokes, and we eat Little Debbie Cakes. It's absolutely heaven. And some of you say, well, that doesn't sound very spiritual, okay? That's the goal. See, some people don't like church. Did you just hear Jeremy say, I don't like church. I'm not all about it. I want my kids to know Jesus, so we're going to find an easy place to go. And so reruns is where we watch some television episodes. We bring biblical truth out of those TV episodes. And anybody can come to church when you say, we're going to watch TV. You're going to eat Cokes. I mean, drink Cokes or whatever you do. And you're going to eat Little Debbie's. And it's, that's, that's church. That's going to be Sunday. Most people go... Well, well, I can handle that. I can do that. And it's an easy on-ramp. They're going to get the gospel. They're going to hear that Jesus loves them. They're going to hear that there's hope for their life. And Jeremy, one thing that I love that you said, what was your big takeaway when you left that first Sunday? You said, you said something along the lines of, that wasn't so bad? It ain't that bad. It wasn't, I mean, it, it wasn't that bad. They didn't, they didn't hustle me at the front door. They didn't check my pockets. They, they, they took my kids. It was okay, Jack, you know, Jack, Jack screamed. And we gave uh, them back. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You got your kids yeah, back. Time, so it was good. We take them. Sticker. We uh, get them back. So it was good. But I was always very skeptic sure. of walking in. And we all know Alabaster's building. It's a little sketchy on its own. Uh, so I took, that, I took that risk and got on in there. And, uh, but it was, it was just that life moment, the, 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 the ease of the process. There was not a lot of, you know, it was, it was just easy. Set it back, drink my coat, eat my little Debbie, and, and leave out of there. That That's was awesome. pretty much it. That's awesome. The greatest compliment church we could ever receive after a Sunday, somebody leave and go, wasn't so bad. It was not that bad. It really is the greatest compliment because here's the reason. If somebody goes, that's not so bad, they go, well, maybe I could do that again. Maybe I could give that one more shot. And every one more chance we get, that's just one more opportunity somebody hears the gospel. And so you came in a little hesitant, you know, kind of coming for the kids. Brittany, uh, what was your experience when you were first kind of saying, okay, we're going to test the waters again. We realize that we need to get connected back to Jesus. If just for our kids, where were you in this process of, of making this, this switch? Well, um, it was just, you know, our plan was to go to several different churches and kind of tour churches, but that's not what happened. We went there, and before we even got in the car, Jordan was like, when are we coming back? When are we coming back? I'm like, 
that's never happened because although we may not have been in church, our kids were still going to church with like my parents and everything. So they were there. It's just they got to see a different side of it where they actually wanted to go, like they they desired to go. So that was really kind of that first moment where we kind of looked at each other and we're like, this is different. This is a good different. You know, it's, it's the responsibility, church, that I want us to remember today. You know, it's easy to come into church and go, well, make the, make the, uh, the journey around churches. Take the tour and go, well, what, what fits my, you know, we kind of pick our flavor. Like, what is everything that fits my needs? And sometimes in churches, we get this consumerism mentality where we forget that when we come here together, it's not about us. It's not about what we enjoy and doing things for ourselves. It is literally about somebody walking in the doors for the very first time that is there considering maybe potentially having a relationship with Jesus. And everything we do to serve those people is what may make a difference in them connecting to Jesus and saying maybe we can do that again or walking out of these doors and never coming back. See, the Bible says this. Maybe you want to write this down in the book of Proverbs 27 and 17. If you've been around church any length of time, you've heard this before. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another. Meaning that we're better together. We get better when we get in community. And so when we come in this room, not only do we make each other better. I'm inspired by the stories that I hear when I talk to you guys. And I see what God is doing in your life. It makes me want to be better. And I pray that as we come together and as we're getting closer to Jesus, that makes us want to take that same thing to other people. Because we never know how people are walking in these doors. And Jeremy Kelly, I can just tell you. From the very first conversation I can remember having with you personally, I knew Jeremy was not very excited about being in this church. I mean, I knew it was like okay to come back. I could sense and knew there was some walls up around you. And I remember going, this guy don't like this place. I don't know what's up with Jeremy. Because Brittany's over there, and, and you know she says introvert, but she's hopping around this place and smiling, and she's loving on people. And I'm like, she's in, but Jeremy, it's, it's, there's, there's something going on. So, Jeremy, just tell us a little bit about just your personal life, where you were coming into this thing, and what those barriers were about. Uh, you know, growing, growing up, uh, we went to church, um, you know, off and on. So I, 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 I had the idea of the concept. Uh, but I'm just a guarded person, and I, I wanted to see if there was anything fake behind the closed doors, pull the curtain back and say, ah, you know, I caught you. Um, you know, I was raised pretty rough, you know, coming up. Um, one point in my life, I was homeless. I was, uh, most of my language is uh, four-letter words. You know, if you can spell those out, it's pretty quick. Um, you know, I was just, I just wanted, well, once we got into it, uh, I knew that every single Sunday, and it, and it went from Sunday to Monday and Tuesday, I learned that it's not fake. They were, they were there for us and our family. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I was, I had a guard up. I built a wall, and I wasn't gonna let it down. I, I wanted to just catch something so I could say I knew it. You know, we gotta go somewhere else. Um, four years ago, that's that's what my my thought process was. Um, but now today, uh, you know, I, you can, you know, I I I don't know how many Sundays. I don't want to miss Sundays. I don't want to miss coming here. Um, and you know, being raised like it was, and the lifestyle that I lived for thirty plus years. I, um, you know, you're always thinking, they're not going to accept me. If they knew, if you only knew what my past was, they would say, oh, no, bro, you can't come here. No, 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 no. Um, but luckily, that, that walls came down. 
and it comes out, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, I did that last week. <laughs> so we still love you. You know, it's good. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, uh, so I, I learned that church is, is not just a four, you know, it's not a word anymore. It's not just four walls. Uh, it's a family. It's God put us here for a reason, and I don't believe in coincidence, so I knew, uh, pulled in that parking lot, and the first day we left, I knew right then, I was like, Brittany's in. I mean, I, I, gotta, I have to take a look in the mirror and see what's up. Because uh, I needed to reevaluate where I was at. Um, and little by little, that little wall started coming down. And I started opening up. And I joined some small groups and, you know, bros and barbells. And now we have a Bible study at my store. Uh, if you know anything about culture, you know, Christianity, I operate a business that deals with all types of different stuff. And every Saturday we have a Bible study. Uh, we play Christian music in my store. I, I, you know, I tell people about our church and what God's done for me and what they could do and it's just changed. You know, I let the wall down, and it was just because God uh, was poking me with his stick, and I finally just let him in. I said, fine, it's enough, enough. I'll, you, it's all you. You do that for me. And life change happened. Uh, life with purpose happened. Uh, that's just not their sign. It's not their motto. It's not their just, hey, let's come on in here. Let's go fishing. You know, it's, they, they love our kids, and that was important to me. That they treated my wife and my children like gold. And I let my guard down and say, you know what, God, it's on you now. And here we are. You know, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been awesome, to be honest with you. Isn't that awesome? I mean, to stop and think, come on, let's just honor the Lord. Because, see, that's real life. That's, that is real life. That's not, that's not just yeah, that's, talk. That's not fake. Because, Jeremy, I remember, and, and you may remember this conversation we had after church, because I remember, I can just remember Jeremy, you know, just coming in, hey, how you doing? You know, I mean, he's very like, you know, I'm here, but I'm just seeing what's, I'm waiting on you to do something. You know, and I'm like, I'm going to say, I got you. I can just feel it. And then one Sunday morning, it's just changed. Worship's going on. If you, if you guys watch Jeremy during worship, Fist bumps for Jesus. He's got this, I don't, know, I don't know what this is, but it's this fist bump situation going on. And I just noticed, I'm like, Jeremy's over there, and he's just, he's just going after it. I'm like, this is different. And so I asked Brittany, I said, hey, I said, I said, what's happened with Jeremy? I said, he's just finally realized that it, this just is what it is, right? There's no secrets. There's, there's nothing weird. We just are who we are. And she said, that's exactly it. She said, when he let his guard down and, and got past the excuses and recognized that hey, I, I can be safe and I can chase Jesus here. It didn't take long for Jesus to start doing something. And so for all of us, just maybe consider in our own personal lives today, maybe do we have any kind of barriers? What do we got preconceived ideas or notions or past experiences that we're putting up barriers that's not only keeping us from personal relationship, but it's keeping us from a relationship with Jesus? Because as soon as those walls came down, that's when life change started. And, Brittany, you're coming into this, too. Now, you're looking for God to do something, but, but you're really crawling out of some hurt and some, some baggage in your own life. So tell us a little bit about how you walked into this and where your life was. So we had moved from Chattanooga. We had just had uh, Jordan, and that was kind of like the really first really big, like, aha moment was like God was like, okay, you need to change. You need to make a change. So we're like, okay, we need to find a church. And we did. We kind of, you know, went to church just to do, you know, church, just to say that we went to church for our son. But then we moved here. We had Jackson. And that's like, that was like the last, like, look, I really mean it. Like God was like, you, this is important. This is really important. And so we walked in the doors and now I grew up in church my whole life, but 
I mean, I was, I was there for like every single Sunday, every single Wednesday, every youth function. I mean, I was made to go until I didn't have to go because I wasn't made to go and I didn't. And that's, I mean, I don't remember exactly what really shifted, but I mean, it, it got dark really quick. Um, because God literally walked with me, even though I didn't see him there in those moments, because he saved me from attempted suicide. He saved me from drugs. He saved me from you name it. When I didn't see value in myself, when I didn't see a reason to live, he gave me a purpose. He reminded me who I am. And honestly, it, I, I really relate it back to those times that I was made to go, kicking and screaming, fussing and fighting. I was made to go. And I thank God every single day for every single Sunday that I wasn't, it may not have seemed like I was paying attention, but God was pouring into me whether I realized it or not. He was putting a foundation in my soul for me to fall back on whether I realized it or not because he loved me even before I realized how much he loved me. He loved me before when I didn't even feel the love. I didn't feel worthy of anybody's love. I didn't even want to live because I felt like trash. I felt like garbage. But he showed me that there was more to me than just what was exterior. There was purpose in my life, and, and I believe with all my heart that he's still changing me. He's still doing a work in me and in the lives of our kids and in our marriage. There are prayers that are still up and on my refrigerator that I prayed over daily to see a spiritual leader in my husband to see my kids raised in church, to see what was possible when we just gave everything to God, from our marriage to our kids, to our finances, to our business, to everything. Like God just literally just flooded into our household and just permeated every single bit that we allowed him to. And when we just let go, he just was like the floodgates just opened up in our lives. That's awesome. Come on, that's a good moment. Come on, that's good. I can tell you're an introvert. Like, I can really sense this in this moment right here. Come on, when Jesus gets involved, things change. We say that a lot around here, don't we? When Jesus gets involved, things change. And I'm telling you, the secret sauce is Jesus. This is not a personality-driven place. It's not about any of us. It's not about who you see. It's not about us. It's about the Jesus that is living in us to work through us to make a difference. And so we sit here today, church, literally just hearing a miracle story. And I believe there's miracle stories all across this room and every single one of us of what Jesus has done and where we've been. And I think it's just a good moment to be encouraged about where Jesus has brought you guys. And I love one thing that you guys mentioned, and I think this is great. Uh, they own a business in town called Buddy's Furniture. And uh, the best deal you want to get on some furniture, you go to Buddy's. They'll be your buddy, give you the best deal in town, right? Guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> and I love what, what he said, because this is true. He said, when you walk in the store, you don't hear, you know, Top Country, ZZK, whatever. You hear Jesus. You hear worship going on inside of his store. Why? Because it's his store. He can do what he wants to do. He sets the tone. They Amen. set the culture in their store. And uh, no longer is it just customers for you guys. 
It's an opportunity to show and to share. It's a platform God has given you. So in other words, what God's done for you guys is not a Sunday thing. It's an everyday thing. So tell us a little bit about just the dynamics of just what's happened since you give your life to Jesus. And I know uh, we're not saying in here today it's all, everything is all roses and, and everything is good. But we understand that, that Jesus has done a miracle in your life. So tell us just what's it look like, personal life, just now uh, your marriage and, and your, your work life and, and your relationships with your kids. Um, you know, for me, again, that, that moment of when people come to my store or I'm the same Jeremy here as I am at Buddy's, I am at Walmart. I'm the same guy at home. I don't do no different. You know, people know us that are friends. Like, you're the same crazy dude you are on the street. You are in the church. It's really strange, but they love you for it. And I said, well, it is what it is. Um, but God changed me when he started changing me. When I got baptized, um, I was, again, that, that barrier came down, and that day was special to me. It was, it was one of those days that, you know, again, it's like anything else in the world, I, I, I scratched off my, my things-to-do list. Um, and in our marriage, you know, Brittany is our spiritual leader in our home. And I recognized it. I knew it. I didn't know what it was until I heard it at the church. I'm like, huh, okay. So that's where that is. Uh, but she, she was always the one encouraging. Uh, you know, my wife, she doesn't tell a lot of people, but I, uh, behind our closet door in our bedroom, there's a list of prayers. Sorry. I'm a crier, so whatever. Um, <laughs> but anyway... I, I read those, and she's prayed for me for a long time. Anyway, the day that my son came to me and said, Dad, I want to be baptized, I said, why? You know, what, what's leading you to what you want to do? You're nine years old. You know, what, what is the story behind you want to be baptized? He said, I want to give my heart to Jesus. I said, that shows the leadership that we have in our home. I said, okay. So I reached out to the pastors and said, hey, 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 hey. My kid wants to be baptized. Can I baptize him? Because as a parent, there's things I want to remember. When they're born, the first time they bust their head on a bike. <laughs> and I want to baptize my kids because I know it's important. And when he came to me and said that, I said, you know what, well, that's a pinnacle moment. I put it up on the check mark. I said, yes, sir, I'm going to baptize you. And, and it was one of those moments that you just never forget. And that, I've learned a long time it's took me a long time to realize that God has been knocking at my door forever. So I was stubborn. I didn't want him to let him in because I was scared of him. I didn't know what it was. So when Brittany and I, when we got married, and, you know, I always told myself I was raised in a, in a household that I didn't want to be a part of when I got older. And I told her, so look, we're not going to argue. And I've watched the movie Mercy, and I understand it. I don't want my kneecaps busted. So I'm just going to live it out. And I've, I've done that. I've lived that way for, for as long as we've been married. Uh, but I wanted our, I realized that my attitude, my verbiage in our household was toxic. And I asked God to change it. And, you know, I wanted my kids to, to be better than me. I want my kids to follow by example. I want to be their light and their darkness. And I wanted to grow up and have them grow with me. And, and, and no matter what church it is. Just God, just have God number one and, and lead like that. And, and I, that's what I did. I, I, I changed. I let it down. I said, it's all on you. It's up to you. If you mess up, it's your fault. Uh, so, but I wanted God to be in control over our finances. And I, I've, I've talked to my wife about that. I, I didn't understand it at first. 
I was like, no, no, it's my money. Uh, God, I hate to break it to you, but um, I wouldn't be in this position today that I've ever been in if God didn't have a plan 38, 39 years ago, whatever, however I am. Um, but he put me in this position with, with, with Brittany, and I've watched her grow, and I've watched her worship, and I've watched her pray. It's awesome. Isn't that good? Come on, isn't yeah. that good? That's real life. What I love about that is, you know, most people would go, you know, the day of my birth and when my kids take the training wheels off and ride for the first time. No, he wants to remember when he wrecks so he can take pictures and point and laugh. I love that. That's good. What a difference, though, from, from you know, being so hesitant and, and, and withdrawn to suddenly leading and suddenly experiencing what Jesus has done. Brittany, what has it been for you? What's been one of the biggest differences that has happened in your life and in your relationship since going all in? Um, the biggest thing was like our, my heart going into finding a home church and really plugging in was once we plugged in, we, without even realizing it, our kids started changing. And I mean, if anybody here has met our youngest, he is a handful. And I mean, just you see him look up to his older brother. His older brother is looking up to us. And it's just this domino effect of, you know, our nine-year-old saying he wants to be baptized, and then they're saying bedtime prayers every night, and just, just you can't help but when th- when they're that young, they're just sponges. They absorb everything, and you just start to see that fruit being produced out of their lives at such a young age. It's it's just amazing to listen to a four-year-old sing worship music on his own, not because I have said, let's listen to some worship music today. No, he goes to his Alexa, and he says, Alexa, I want to listen to whatever, and he'll name the band and the song, and just to walk into his room and worship music be playing because he chose that, I know I'm doing something right. I know that we're doing exactly what God wants us to be doing because we're seeing the fruits of that in our kids at four years old and nine years old, what is that going to look like when they're adults? If we keep being obedient and we keep letting God be number one in everything. This is the, this is the important thing that I think we miss so much and we're all guilty of it. It's just the consistency of our life. And it's so easy to be inconsistent. Discipline is something that most of us don't enjoy and we lack. Maybe we're good in some area, but we're just really relaxed in another. And... When, when they just said, hey, look, we're going to do this, you guys didn't say one thing today that you began to do for yourself. You just said we just kept showing up, and we just kept trying one more day. And over time, God has just refined you, and he's made you, and he's changed you to where now not only are your lives impacted, but the lives of your kids that will last for the rest of their life. And I really believe... And I pray over them that the things that you guys had to walk through and experience, they will not because of the decisions that you have made today. Hebrews 10 and 25 tells us that we are not to forsake meeting together in God's house. And then it goes on to say, even more so as the day draws near. In other words, in the times when it's difficult, in the times when it's tough, when Jesus could come back at any moment, and I'm just telling you, I'm just waiting for him to show up tomorrow. I mean, I feel like the world, we're like sitting on the edge every moment. And so I know this, that 
it's important to be together and it's important to be on this journey together because we make each other better and I'm watching your kids grow and it makes me want to lead my kids better and I'm watching how God is using all of the people as we come together and our families together and understanding that's what this thing's about, that we're in this as a partnership. And so I'm proud of you guys. I had a front row seat to watch what God has done in you and through you. Uh, Jeremy, if you had to say just one thing, if you just had to give us one bit of advice that you would say from your personal experience, what would you say to us? Brittany, what would you say to us that, that would be our takeaway to go, man, if I could just tell you to do this, this would be I'd want to, what I'd want to send you out on. Just to know that it doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter what you've done before. You don't have to polish your shoes. You don't have to change your hairstyle or anything like that. Exactly as you are, exactly where you are right now in this moment is no better time to say yes, to accept Jesus and that relationship with him. It's not just a routine habit that you just do to say that you you do every single day like to know him is to like it's just there's no words in the difference between 16 year old Brittany knowing Jesus thinking that she knows Jesus and the love that he has for her and now it's just life and difference it's it's such a life change all because of a relationship. It was a relationship change. It was a heart change. And to do that, to wait, if I could just go back and tell 16-year-old Brittany anything, it would be that. Like, don't wait. Do it now. Change now. Because there's no better time. Like, why wait? I mean, again, if you guys knew me from my past, you'd be like, there's no way. Man, gosh, it's just, he's there at all times. Um, and again, I, I had to learn the hard way. And, but you know what? I wouldn't take it back. I'm glad I learned the hard way because it gives a story to tell somebody else that walked through the fire. You got to dig in. You got to believe what he's telling you. And just keep fighting and keep loving. Love your neighbor. Love yourselves. You know, we forget a lot about of our, our past, and we forget a lot about everything else. But just love and just let God in. Let him have control. Uh, give it all to him. Thank him daily. And, and just, you know, keep digging. And, man, he's, he's changed my life, and I wouldn't give anything for it. Um, and he is our number one. And, you know, I thank the church for everything they've done for us. Um, I love my wife. I love my kids. Uh, but God is the ultimate, and uh, I realized that, and that's that's where my life changed is when I realized that I don't want to do life alone, and this is where we're at today, and that's uh, just man, this is where it's at. It's awesome. Love it. Can we honor the Lord together? Can we do that <laughs> today? As we've listened, there's a couple of things I told you. One, I just want us to all be reminded that everything that God has done here, I love that the Bible says very specifically because this is who we are as people. That we get worried that God loves somebody a little more than he loves me. And maybe God would do that for them, but maybe I'm just too far gone, or maybe my situation is too messed up. But the Bible specifically says that God shows no favoritism. He has no favorites. He loves every one of us the same. And so what has happened here, God can do for me, and God can do for you, and he can do for anybody that you're praying for today. And the other thing I want us to recognize today is church, good job. You've provided an atmosphere. You've provided a place where it is easy to just walk in the door as we are 
and begin a relationship with Jesus and grow at our own pace. So today, here's what I want us to do. I want us to pray together, and I want to pray for you. I just invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. And If you're our guest, nothing weird or funny is going to happen. Nobody's coming to get you or make you stand or do anything. I, I just want to pray for us today. And there's two things that I want to pray for. Number one, maybe we're in this room today, and maybe you haven't experienced personally what Jeremy and Brittany have experienced, what they have described today. As the life change that they've experienced in Jesus, maybe, maybe you haven't experienced that yet. And today would be a phenomenal day to say yes to Jesus. And I'm going to pray for you and give you that opportunity. And then maybe we're in this room today, and maybe we've been a little convicted. That's good sometimes. It just means the Holy Spirit checking our heart to say, Hey, are you about the Father's business? In Luke chapter 14, Jesus said, hey, go out and compel people to come in. From every direction, you, you make sure my house is full. That's our responsibility, church, because all around us are people that just need to know that Jesus loves them. And that's our role. And so today, I want to pray for us that, number one, maybe this would be our moment to say yes to Jesus. Or number two, maybe we would leave here with a little more urgency our life to do everything we can to represent Jesus well so that more people would know there's hope for their lives. So Father, I love you. I'm so humble. Jesus, to be in such a good place. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this family. I'm so thankful, God, that this place keeps the main thing the main thing, and that's you, so that we can experience life change together. I thank you for the Kelly family. I pray blessing on them today, God, and over their kids because of their boldness to not only love you but to serve you and to inspire us today. I pray for any of us that doesn't have a personal relationship with you. Father, we just ask you forgive us of our sin. We have all messed it up. We've all blown it. But Jesus, we know that you died for every one of us. So today we choose to put you first in our life and to begin a journey of loving you. God, I pray for us all. Let us live with urgency to make a difference in the world that's around us. Let us live our life on purpose, not wasting a moment, because we want to make heaven a bigger place. Thank you for giving us a family at Cultivate Church to serve with and to make a difference with. Jesus, you get all the credit for everything that happens, and it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church, one more time. Can we put our hands together? Honor the Lord today.